Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our study through the book of Psalms. And of course, we are going to be reading Psalm 106 through 110 today. Well, we're not going to be reading it, but hopefully you're reading it. Psalm 106 through 110 so that we can get through Psalms five chapters at a time through the month of June. And we are actually going to be reading Psalm 107 and 110 today. So we're going to be reading a little bit uh, of that, but not all five chapters. And I'm going to be doing something just a little bit different today than what I normally do, just mixing it up. I like to do that every once in a while. And that is I'm going to be reading Psalm 110 first and then Psalm 107 because I want to focus in on Psalm 107. But before we get into this, I do want to just remind you to subscribe, whether that's on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this, uh, or to shoutsofgrace.substack.com. Once again, shoutsofgrace.substack.com. Once again, I am not very good at remembering to say that, and somebody challenged me to do it, so I'm going to try to meet the challenge. But let's get into our scripture reading here starting in Psalm 110, and then I'm going to go read Psalm 107. But it says this, Psalm 110, starting in verse 1. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies a footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule them in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. The uh, beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand and shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the nations. He shall fill the, uh, the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries, he shall drink the uh, of the brook of the wayside, therefore he shall lift up the head. Now, why in the world do we want to look at this psalm here? And we're just going to look at this briefly. It's because it is a prophetic psalm, of course, looking towards Jesus Christ. And we go and we see that it is prophesied the priesthood, the eternal priesthood that Jesus Christ would be a part of, which is different than the Levitical priesthood. Of course, priests do a lot of the same functions, but it is a different kind of priesthood and a different order of priesthood, which is because there was a different sacrifice that was made. And one of the things that I want us to remember to go and to look back at this when we're looking at all of the Bible in, in as a whole, we realize that God did have a plan moving through. And as he did have a plan that this Old Testament, the Old Covenant, I should more say, the Old Covenant was a shadow of what was to come. But that doesn't mean that God all of a sudden, boop, oh, I got to come up with a new plan. No, God had a plan from the very beginning. He prophesied of it there in Genesis 3, even in the curse of sin, that there would be a seed from woman who would come and crush the serpent's head. Here we see that there'd be a priest of a different order that would be an eternal order that would be a king priest at the same time, a royal priest, which is something that of the Levitical priesthood you could not be. You couldn't be a king and a Levitical priest at the same time. But we, we see this here uh, with Jesus, it's being prophesied of, and that is just incredible to go and to see what God was working on and what God was doing at that time. But let's get into Psalm 107. It says this 
O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And gather them out of the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death bound in affliction and irons because they rebelled against the words of God and they despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. And he brought them out of darkness and of the shadow of death, and he broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of the distresses. He sent his word, and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Those who go down, go down to the sea in the ships, those uh, who go down to the sea in ships, excuse me, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea, and they mount up to the heavens. They go down against the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that the waves are still, and they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him and also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. He turns the rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. He turns uh, a wilderness into pools of water and to a dry land into water springs. There he makes the hungry dwell and he may establish a city for the dwelling place and sow fields and plant vineyards that they may yield fruit and harvest. He also blesses them, and they multiply greatly, and he does not let their cattle decrease. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression and affliction and sorrow, and he pours contempt on princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way, yet he sets the poor on high far from affliction, and he makes their families like a flock. The righteous see it and rejoice." 
and the iniquity and all iniquity stops its mouth. Whoever is wise will observe these things and will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Now, there's a theme here in this chapter of Scripture, one that I want to point out, and of course, you probably picked up on it. It was right there in the first verse, and it was repeated several times. It's this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And then, of course, it goes and it talks about remembering the wonderful works of the Lord as well. But I, I want us to really think on this because this is important. You know, God says it several times in this chapter. Think he wants us to learn it? I think he does. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. First of all, we need to understand Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is so, so, so vital in your life. You, you know, one of the, the, the first sermons that I ever preached, um, I, I thought I was being you know, quite witty when I pointed this out. And uh, the illustration would be even better if I would have waited until 2020. But when I was preaching this, um, I, I don't know, it was probably 2008, maybe 2009, somewhere in that range, um, probably about 2009. And it was uh, that this is what I said, that a, uh, that a bad attitude is more catchy than the swine flu. Now, if I would have just waited until 2020 and pointed this out, you know, that a bad attitude is more uh, catchy or, or uh, you, you know, you, it spreads faster than the coronavirus. You know, man, I really would have had something there. But it, it is true to go and to look at that, that a bad attitude, that a complaining spirit, that a grumble can go and spread faster than anything. And so what do we need to have in our life to replace that? Because what is something that cannot coexist with a, with a bad attitude or a complaining spirit or grumbling? Well, that is thanksgiving. It is impossible for you to be thankful and for you to be complaining at the same time. They, they, they just can't coexist. They're exact opposites. They're, they're at enmity with each other. And so therefore, in order to stop the spread of a bad attitude, in order to stop having a bad attitude, in order to go into work on our attitude, we need to be intentionally thankful, intentionally thankful. And one of the ways to be intentionally thankful is the next phrase here. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Then what does it say? For he is good. Do you think about the goodness of God? Do you think about what God has done in your life? Do, do you stop and look around and think about the blessings that you have in your life? J just some of the things like that it goes on and it talks about uh, of this idea of going and turning a wilderness uh, into, uh, into a well of water, into a spring of water. I, I mean, ha have you ever stopped and just thanked God? for the mundane things in your life. I, I remember one time getting really convicted about being thankful and going through and starting from the top of my head and going down to the bottom of my toes and thanking God that, you know, I have all 10 digits, that I have two arms, that, that, that I have two eyes, that my arms do work, that my legs do work. Now, you, you know, I, I got to go ahead and put the short joke out there. Well, it, it didn't take me very long to get from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. But anyway, uh, it, it, when we look at this idea here, you need to be thankful and you need to be thankful for the things that God has placed in your life, even the everyday things that we take for granted so many times. Why? He is good. 
He is good. We need to remember the goodness of God and that his mercy does endure forever. Now, I, I do want to point this one out because it continues on. It says, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Do you ever thank God for the wonderful works that God does in your life? You know, it says here that he sent forth his word and he healed them. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord. We think about that. Do you give thanks to God when you get healed? You know, it's it's one thing to go and to pray, Lord, I, I pray that you would take the sickness from me. But then are we thankful after he does it? You know, so many times we look at our prayer list and we make a prayer list. We're good at bringing the problems to God. But then are we good at bringing the praises to God, the thankfulness to God after he answers those prayers? You know, sometimes I think that God stops answering some of our prayers in the way that we want him to answer those prayers, in the way that he might even want to answer those prayers, because we didn't thank him for the prayers before, for the answers before. And there's this whole idea of the lack of gratitude and God saying, whoa, 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 you need to change your attitude first. I'm not just here to be your magic genie. You need to have legitimate thankfulness. You need to praise God for the wonderful works that he does. Then it, I also want to point this out because it, the first verse or the second verse, really, it's a little bit different than the other times that it's repeated. Instead of going and talking about the wonderful works, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You know, if you're redeemed of God, do you say so? Just the other day, just yesterday, actually, I was going through the drive-through at McDonald's. I don't go through McDonald's drive-through very often, but it was one of those things where I really needed some food right then and there, and it was the only thing that was on the way. So don't judge me too much for going through and eating McDonald's. But but as I was was going through there, uh, the, there was a a lady at the the window. And uh, she she just goes and she says, you know, you, you have a nice smile. And I've, I've been through the drive through before when she had she had done this. And I had noticed before the first time that she was wearing uh, like a, a cross necklace or, or maybe it was a, uh, a a bracelet or something like that. But but it was it was some kind of jewelry that, uh, that that would indicate that that perhaps she was Christian or, or something like that. But even if she didn't do that, that the, the second time that I went through and I thought about it the first time after, hey, this is what I should have said. So the second time, the next time I went through, I, I remembered that and she said the same thing again. Hey, you've got a nice smile. I think that somebody's just trying to be really nice here. And so I, I, I said this, I said, well, it's hard to not have a smile when Jesus Christ is your redeemer. And she just was taken aback by it. In a good way, she goes, I'm normally the one who brings up Jesus in conversations. I've never had somebody else bring Jesus up in a conversation to me. And of course, there she goes and, and is saying that she's a believer in Jesus Christ. And that was, was good and encouragement to her uh, in the day there in her work that, wow, she got to see another believer who's going out and saying that. And you could be an encouragement to other believers in impact their lives. Now, of course, if she was unsaved, then that also can make an impact on her life, maybe an internal impact on her life, if that would have been the scenario. But the point was that I was getting at here is that I simply said that I was redeemed 
And, and I really did say it that way too. But what I want you to remember is that if you are redeemed of Jesus Christ, you are being thankful and you are being thankful because you're remembering how good he is and you're remembering his wonderful works. You're remembering the mercy that he has for you. The natural result of that is going to be to proclaim that you are redeemed. You're going to want to tell people about it because you're excited about it. You know, we talk about the things that we get excited about. And so if we're going to be excited about God and what he's done in our life, that means we're going to have to be intentionally thankful. So today, remember to be intentionally thankful so that you will share Jesus with others, so that you will encourage other believers. And of course, so that we can praise God and so he can be happy with us. Because he's not going to be very happy with us for everything. But thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it, the song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith already